Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. Today, super excited to highlight one of our favorite ministries here at Bethlehem Church, our special needs ministry, Bethlehem Buddies. Today, we're talking to Nan Britt, the founder of Bethlehem Buddies here at Bethlehem, and Matt Waring, who recently joined our staff and stepped into our special needs director role in the fall, this past fall. Uh, So we're super excited to have both of them here on the podcast and welcome Matt to our staff. Uh, Welcome both of you guys. Thank you. So good to have you back, Nan. Thanks. uh, Nan's not a stranger to the podcast. uh, So super excited that both you guys are here today. For those of you who don't know that are listening to the podcast, who don't know um, Nan or the Bethlehem Buddies or Dream Team Ministry, Nan, give us a little bit um, of history and purpose and mission mm-hmm. about these ministries. Yeah, so uh, Bethlehem Buddies, like you said, is our special needs ministry, and it's we really it, we really started it about ten years ago, and so the heart behind it. Uh, Jason, who's our our pastor, is my husband, and so we came to the church. And my background is a special education teacher, um, and just knowing that that is a huge need in in with our families, uh, with special needs families that live in in our community. Um, and and so I just uh, got a team together uh, to really just be prepared to greet our families, to let them know that that uh, we were excited for them to be at Bethlehem Church, that we were prepared. And Mm -hmm. so we started really uh, with one to two families, special needs families that were coming to our church and just had two or three volunteers. Um, And then throughout, through the years, God has grown our ministry. Um, Now, I mean, this past Sunday, we 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 average fifty to sixty families across our campuses on wow. a Sunday, uh, serving them, and so, and really the heart behind it is Ephesians two ten that that uh, we have that posted in our rooms and we mm-hmm. share that with our families and our church that we are God's masterpiece, created new in Christ Jesus to do the good things He planned for us long ago, and just that. Um, you know, especially being a church and that the Bible teaches that every person's created in the image of God. Yeah. And we all have equal value. And especially in a church, uh, we're the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, we believe uh, our kids, our adults with special needs, have gifts and yeah. strengths to contribute to the body of Christ. And we have definitely seen that here at our church. And so, uh, like I said, we've grown from one family to serving 60 families. And really, uh, just like our church, our pastors will say, um, we are committed to to helping people grow in their relationship with Christ. And yeah. you'll hear our pastors say that they believe, we believe that that happens in, with three, in three different ways, mm-hmm. uh, by attending worship, mm-hmm. getting plugged into a small group. Yeah. And by finding your place to serve. And so our ministry uh, mirrors those three things. We are here to uh, 
invite our families into those three three things that we believe that our kids and teens and adults with special needs and their family members will grow in their relationship with Christ by doing those three things. So mm. we focus on Sunday worship. That's We have our team of volunteers. Uh, now we have uh, about 75 to 80 volunteers that are part of Bethlehem Buddies Ministry. So we serve our families um, during Sunday worship so that our parents can attend worship yeah. uh, while we uh, provide a buddy volunteer for our kids and adults with special needs. Um, we focus on inclusion so that they get to be a part of yes. the amazing kids ministries and student ministries that we have going on around our church. Uh, they get to be a part of that around other peers, uh, learn about Christ, um, be a part of worship. And then we offer small group through our buddies ministry. And we currently have uh, 25 to 30 adults plugged into small group as well as their their parents. And then the third thing, uh, offering an opportunity for our um, kids and adults with special needs to find their place to serve. Yeah. To contribute, you know, it's a, and, and, you know, it's not only important to be included, but it's important to feel a sense of belonging. Yes. So when you turn around and serve and contribute at your church, that's a big deal. So that's where Dream Team mm -hmm. comes in. Mm -hmm. And so Dream Team um, has been going for about two and a half years, and it's just an invite to our adults with special needs to come to the church during the week on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, to serve at their church. And yeah. we believe they uh, can use their gifts and strengths to contribute at our church. And they, they really do. And so we have, we started with 12 adults yeah. and now we have uh, close to 45 wow. that yeah, are going to roll in this spring <laughs> as part of dream team. That's and amazing. so we have volunteers who help with that as well. Yeah. And so that's what we do. They they serve around the church. We do jobs. We do jobs for the staff. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's amazing. And so it is. It's very honoring. It's very purpose-driven for yes. our adults. And we do believe it's, they are an important part of our church. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, their contribution matters. And they're an important part of the body of Christ. Yeah. And so that kind of just catches you up with the last 10 years of all that God has done in our ministry and mm -hmm. the families that he has brought. And uh, it's awesome. It's just an awesome thing to get to be a part of it. Yeah, I love that. You, you always do such a great job of explaining the heart and the, and the vision behind it. And just, um, you know, in, 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 a, in a world or you know, history or tradition where uh, people with special needs have typically been excluded, uh, I love that you you communicate so well that that they have gifts and talents and and they were created by God with a purpose and they are an integral vital part of the body of Christ absolutely and so and I, even talking to some of the parents um you know who have children with special needs they have talked about how difficult it is to uh to be a part of a community um but being a part of community is is vital to being a Christ follower so that's really it's it's amazing that you guys, um, you know, make that possible for these families. Yeah. Nan's been here since Jason came. So 12 years, yeah. is, which yeah. is when they started it. Yes. And you've been here for how many years? Uh, 10, 10, 10 years. years. Yeah. I've been here for three. And so coming in as a newer staff member, yeah. uh, the, that ministry is a part yeah. of this church. It's yep. woven into the fabric of this church. It's yes. not like something extra that's done. Yep. It is. So to see 
you know, buddies and dream team in the hallways mm-hmm. any given day of the week, really, yeah. <laughs> um, is a normal thing. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And it's just really, so, really yeah. good, really so healthy, normal. just fun. And uh, yeah, from that first family that came in to now these 50, 60 families that are a part of our, our church. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. And it was like you were saying, Angela, there's, there's a need for these families to find places and what better place than a church to show the unconditional love of Christ to these families because they don't experience it at <laughs> yeah. school sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They might yes. not be experiencing in their therapy centers or camps that they're a part of. You just never know what life looks like for them. So what better place than a church and God's people and his volunteers and yeah. them making up the mystical body of Christ. They then now return the unconditional love of Christ to us, the joy that they extend to us, Nan and I, and all of our volunteers. Yeah. It's not us just giving it to them That's right. and to their families and That's to their right. kids and adults. They then show with their gifts and their talents and their beauty and their outlook on life, the unconditional love of God to us as well. So yeah. it's really cool. So well said, yeah. Matt. So you just That's heard from excellent. Matt Waring, who is <laughs> new on our staff here. Um, you, you heard from Nan, who is the sweetest, soft-spoken, <laughs> um, just nicest all-around person. And Thank then you. you're getting ready to hear from Matt Waring, who is the sweetest, nicest, but not quiet person <laughs> that we have on our staff. He is, uh, we'll have to give him a poppet sitting over there because <laughs> he right. fidgets and he's oh, like energy. super energized yeah, energy. and just brings energy to every room that he walks in. Yeah, um, yeah. But we do, we do want Matt to hear a little bit about you. Tell us some of your background and working with special needs. Yeah, essentially. So, I mean, it all really started randomly in middle school is how I first got plugged in, interacting even just with um, adults and kids with disabilities. We had this club at our school called Hero Club, and it stood for helping each other reach out is what Hero stood for. And essentially, we would just meet once a month after school and do a themed monthly holiday party. So whether it was Thanksgiving or Halloween or Christmas or Valentine's Day, those were my first interactions. And that was just for fun, right? It wasn't anything intentional. wasn't something that I had been praying about or anything. It was just it was an opportunity to serve and be a part of a club. And I was like, why not? Mm-hmm. Um, there was also mainly girl volunteers. So that, that kind of <laughs> helped, helped me a little bit of a draw. I might have had a little bit of a draw. Yeah. The so truth comes out. That's probably why I first honestly did it. <laughs> hey, um, you know. <laughs> but and it all it all kind of changed really my sophomore year of high school mm. was when I actually I was on a retreat with my church growing up and we had just gotten a, a sermon to talk about how like, what is our path to sainthood? Like, why has God created us? What are our gifts and talents that we bring to his kingdom? And who can we serve? Yeah. And, you know, as a 10th grader, you're sitting there like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my right. life. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, but for whatever reason, God worked in mysterious ways that night. And so we, after that that service, we went into a worship time and prayer and reflection time. And our church, we were very distracting towards one another growing up. We were, as Kevin said, you know, we're rowdy, we're energetic. We like to distract each other. So our church, they blindfolded all of us before we went into the room (laughs) for service and reflection time. So that way we couldn't sit next to our friends. We couldn't distract one another. Um, Cause we, I mean, we were wild. We were were the pranksters. We were the ones that they were taping the doors, you know, on their sheets. So you couldn't get out at night. (laughs) Student ministry. so, (laughs) So they did that. And so I go in and so they said like, whenever you're like focused, you know, you can take your blindfold off. So I'm sitting there trying to like pray, okay, what, what gifts and talents has God given me? And eventually like, you know, I finally get to the point where like, okay, like I do hero club, I do adapted PE, which is just like PE adapted in different ways to make sure people with disabilities could play and be involved in the games and whatnot. 
And Special Olympics was also another thing that I just gotten involved in, which was super fun. Yeah. Um, doing state and winter Olympics where we would go to Emory and they would feel like college athletes staying for three nights in a college dorm and participating in basketball and track. And so I'm sitting there, I'm like, you know, God, this is really weird. I don't have any patience with my teachers, my parents, my friends, but I have a lot of patience for whatever reason when I'm working with this population. Um, they, mm. like I was saying earlier, like, I give them so much joy, but they, they're they honestly some of my best friends now. Like yes. the love and joy that they extend me. And for whatever reason, all my friends, like they're like, why do you do that? That's weird. I'm not sure why you always hang out with them. Yeah. And so I was sitting there. Yeah. I was like, you know, God, this is potentially something that like you've placed on my heart. Like maybe this is the people that you've made me for to serve a part I of your kingdom that. that's often forgotten. And so I'm finally focused now, right? So I take off the blindfold. 30 minutes later. Yeah. No, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was probably a good 10 minutes. I was like, because I was going through crazy things in my head of what I could have been made for. Um, huh. And I could you not, there was 150 people in our entire ministry, 150, and only one had a disability. When I took off my blindfold, he was sitting right next to me oh after I gosh. just prayed about, is this who you made me for, God? And he was sitting right, and he like looked at me in the eyes when I took off my blindfold and just started crying. And like, he has no idea what I'm praying about. He has no idea like what God and I are talking about in the time. And it's just like, what are the odds that I'm sitting right next to? Wow. And then I just was yeah. praying about this. And so from that moment forward, it was just like actions of obedience just to say like, it's one thing to discern and pray about what God wants you to do, but then you also have to confirm that. You have to go out and seek opportunities, right? So yeah. that's how I got plugged in more with places like ESP where I used to work yeah. um, and then studied special education like Nan in college. Um, and that's that's what I've ever been doing ever since. And it's just been constant confirmation of like, yes, this, these are the people I've made you for yeah. to serve. And it's just been a joy yeah. ever since. So. That's incredible. And and so you recently did the video with Nathan for Night to Shine. <laughs> yeah. And I just love so I we we love Nathan. And so he you mentioned in the video that he's one of your best friends. So I talked to Nathan about that. And Nathan was like, Yeah, we went to high school together. Yep. So mm -hmm. just the fact that you guys already had a connection uh before that. And you know, he's Nathan's a part of our church and part of Dream Team. And so it's just really cool to to see that. You know, the the relationships are they're already there, already established. Uh, and you truly, like, when you talk about it, it's like your love, you know, you have a genuine love for, for what you do and for the people that you serve. So, And I think just the the process, uh, I'm not sure about the blindfolding thing. I've been in student ministry a long time, or I did student ministry a long time and never tried that. But it sounds like it worked. But it, what, you, what you were feeling is a, this is why God has put me here, a calling. Mm. And then I love what you said that there's a time when you start to sense that, that you take some responsibility and take some steps forward. And God would have either closed doors or he would have exactly. opened doors. And that affirms this calling. And it sounds like you took those steps of obedience and continued to take them. Yeah. You didn't push anything open. God just started opening those doors. Exactly. And then it became a part of this is who I am. Um, this is who God created me to be. I just think that's really good for everybody to hear who are trying, people who are trying to decide. God, what do you want? Why did you create me? What is my next step? And mm -hmm. honestly, I think that maybe that we tell him to put a blindfold on and sit in a room and, <laughs> and just say, God, what is it? And just just listen. Yeah. yeah. And then when when they begin, when God begins to speak, when they begin to sense that, okay, maybe there is some things that God wants me to do. Then after that, you don't just take the blindfold off and just go, okay, here I go. But you take a next step of obedience, and then you take yeah. a next step of obedience. Yeah. Exactly. And God confirms that, and pretty soon now you have a, a godly man sitting across from me who is doing exactly what God created him to do with opportunities that are just like crazy around here. 
yeah. um, based on yeah. Nan's obedience 12 years ago when she started that here. Yeah. And you get to take it from there and take it to a whole new place, a whole new level. I just think that's yeah. that's just a cool, mm-hmm. you know, that's the kind of thing you go, you look at and you go, that's my God. That's right. the way he works. Right. Mm-hmm. So Matt, talk about kind of your journey from that moment when you had that experience with God at the camp uh, that uh, you were like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to do. For people that are listening that may, you know, feel like God's calling them into a certain area, but then what were your next steps? Like talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah, exactly. I mean, once, once you have that calling, you know, it's, it's like Kevin was just saying, like, God's going to open doors and close doors to make it as abundantly clear to you and give you the clarity that you need to be like, is this truly what I'm supposed to be doing? And so ever since that moment, it was more just asking questions about how to get involved more with people with special needs. So um, the SPED teachers that actually taught Nathan that you were just talking about are the first people I went to. I was like, Hey, in the summer, like we don't have special Olympics. We don't have hero club. We don't have adapted PE. Like I want to be helpful. Like what can I do to get involved with this population more? And that's how I found out about extra special people, Mm. um, which is a nonprofit that exists to create transformed experiences for people with disabilities and their families. And so when they told me about that, that's when I first went to just interview and apply for their summer camp counselor position. Worked there. And then that's actually where I worked for nine years before coming on staff here ever since that moment. Um, and then again, it was, okay, in college, what can I study? What mm-hmm. does, can my major be? And then I were actually talking about this week, like you don't have to do special education to be involved with this mm-hmm. population. I mean, there's a million wow. different ways that you can be involved medically, yes. um, therapeutically, yeah. professionally. Like there's right. so many industries that you could go into. It doesn't have to be education. It doesn't have to be ministry in order to get plugged in with this population. But that's, cool. that's, that's what it is. It's just asking the right questions, seeking the opportunity to serve, and then continuing to see God show up in that every single time and saying like, yes, this is why I made like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. And, you know, yeah. it's when you're enjoying it and when God's confirming that you're stepping into the right footsteps and like following his ways is when it just kept being confirmed. And like, I never knew that when I graduated college, I was going to get a job offer for me. It's be like originally I took a job, sure. a job teaching, but then the opportunity opened there and then. Nan and I hopped on a phone call one day and who knew that who knew that I would end up here at right. Bethlehem? Like yeah. I never know where God's gonna lead me. Right, right. But what I do know is that he made me to serve these people. Yeah. This, this group of part of God's kingdom that's often forgot about is my biggest thing is like yeah. so many people exclude them and they're not thought of, but mm-hmm. at church, at places like ESP, like I never know where God's gonna continue to open doors yeah. and say, Hey, here's a place that could utilize your help that you can continue to serve. And just be a light to these people. And then, yeah. so that's what it is just asking the right questions, seeing what God, uh, what doors God opens, and then just being willing to pray and discern, like, hey, is this what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. And then do the best and thing we'll, you can. We'll, you know, <laughs> yes. we, we've changed direction a little. We're getting ready to get back to, to buddies and special yeah. needs. But I just, tw- Jeremiah 29 13 says, You'll seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And then I think about Matthew 7 7, um, where he said, Well, the whole, it's seven and seven and seven, eight asking it will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and the door will be opened for everyone who asks receives the one who seeks finds and the one who knocks the door will be opened. So th- yeah. those asking those questions, it's, that's biblical. That's how we find exactly what God created us for yeah. and how, how he wants us to take a, a next step as we continue to seek him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that. And I would just add to it. I, I'm close to 20 years older than Matt. And so, wow. but no, no way. No. I, <laughs> It sat, yes, no yes, we are. But it, uh, he, listening to him share that, um, I have seen the faithfulness of God in the different seasons of life. So mm-hmm. as you get older and you do have that early calling of this mm-hmm. is what I'm called to and I'm passionate about and how God is faithful 
in all the seasons of your life, being older uh, than Matt and having a fam, having children that that God has always shown me in whatever season of life I'm in, this is how you get to serve this population that you love, that you're called to, that you're passionate yeah. about. And Matt, you'll get to see this as you get older. He, he uses every experience you've had yeah. mm-hmm. to train you for the next season yes. of uh, but that is has been the joy of my life. Mm-hmm you know, for 22 years to get to, to be a part of the special needs community mm-hmm. and whether it was teaching, nonprofit world, uh, y- you know, contract work now in a church, I'm just yeah. always, and I didn't know that in my twenties, yeah. yeah. you know, but, and so God, those doors continue to open. Cause you were so asking I, the same questions all along the way. Right. Like, God, what is yeah. my so next step? I'm in a new season of life. Okay, Lord, what, what do you want me to do? And so that's the exciting part. Whatever you're called to, mm-hmm. you will yeah. have different seasons of life. That's just how life goes. Um, but yes, keep praying that God will show you, yeah. how, you know, how to jump in and, and continue to, to serve where you're called to serve. It, I guess I would throw one more thing in. I'm yeah. going to timestamp no, no. this just Go a little bit. This the fact that we're our church starting um, very soon or right now when you hear this podcast, we are we have started a 21 day fasting and mm-hmm. prayer. Mm-hmm. And those are the questions we should be asking God in those yeah. moments that we've given up something to, to, to spend time with God to say, God, what is it? What is my next step of obedience? And it may be a passion of your heart or it may be a completely different direction. But we we fail to slow down enough yeah. um, and focus. <laughs> um, we, we maybe we, we leave the blindfold on or we. Never put it on. Never, never focused enough to to take the time to say, God, what is my next step? What What do you have for me? What What would you want from me? Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a great time to do that. If you're listening to this and you're part of the 21 days fasting and prayer, or you're not and you want to jump in, just to begin to seek and say, God, what do you have for me in 2024? What is What is my next step look like? Yeah. So next steps. Speaking of next steps, let's talk about. Um, uh, well, first of all, let's kind of reflect on some of the cool things and highlights that you guys have seen, Matt, since you've been here. Um, you came in in the fall of 23. Uh, so talk about just some cool things that you've done, maybe some highlights, uh, how the ministry is growing in. You've kind of talked about that, some fun field trips that you guys have gone on. Just talk about some of the cool things that you've you've implemented. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, Dream Team was one of my favorite things that I never even knew that Bethlehem Church had before coming wow. on staff. Uh, kind of in the interview process, talking through that with Nan. But one of the really, really cool things that they got to do and be a part of this year was their holiday shopping experience where they got to help <clears throat> support Man. some of the foster families that Bethlehem Church was a part of this year. Yeah. And so they all went to Target and they sponsored three different families this year with all the money that they they yeah. brought together that money. Wow. Like they they their <laughs> families, they chose that and our volunteers that support Dream Team that were there. So they got to go. Um, and you could just see the joy in yeah. the video. I mean, we showed it oh, at yeah. church. So if you didn't see it, go go watch that <laughs> mm-hmm. video. But you could see the joy that they could bring Christmas to somebody mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, everyone forgets. Like you always think that you're serving people, to, but they want yep. the same opportunity. That's they right. want to show, like, hey, I'm here uh, for you guys too. I love um, that. So that was really cool. That was one of my favorite things. Uh, but Sunday night small groups, I'll say, is probably my favorite part ever since joining the church. You just get to see God work in mysterious ways in their hearts. Like how Kevin was saying, like, I don't know about this blindfold thing with Matt, but <laughs> you never know with, uh, with our adults. I, we always tell people in training, like you never know how God's going to work in their mind and their heart and their soul one day. Because I mean, some of our, <laughs> some of our folks on the Sunday night small group, will be talking eight weeks later 
into um, the different names of God or whatever the Bible current study is, mm. and they mm. won't say a word for let's let's just say people say they're nonverbal, right? They're they're nonverbal. They don't talk a lot. But then eight weeks later, they'll quote word for mm, word wow. what we were talking about about a different name of God completely. Wow. And then when we when we do worship sometimes at Sunday night small group, mm. they'll know every word to the song, and it's like. People will often label them, oh, they can't speak yeah, or they're nonverbal, but yep, God yeah. is working in their lives Amazing. in a way that we can't understand. Like doctors can't, under, like it yep. doesn't, doesn't matter how much expertise yeah. or knowledge we have. Like that's why it matters what we do, what we do, because God's going to show up and work in his own way and their heart yeah. um, every single time. And Man. so that, those are two of my favorite things that is dream team and then mm-hmm. the Sunday night small groups. And obviously there's a bunch of fun, exciting stuff moving yeah. forward too, but yeah, I'll let Nan share absolutely. some stuff that's been great as well. Yes. Um, we, some things that stand out, we did a, a few family events this summer, mm-hmm. but it kind of culminated in August at the end of the summer. Uh, we partnered with Camp Twin Lakes yeah. and they hosted uh, all of our families. So it was across all of our campuses, uh, volunteers, our families, and we had not really ever done that before. And mm-hmm. so that was my heart. Uh, Matt wasn't on staff yet. Um, and so we had we had a great turnout, several yeah. hundred people. Um, it was really hot. It was in August, but they yeah. still came. But and, and Camp Twin Lakes has a pool that's it's, it's adapted and it's it's awesome. And so we everyone cooled off, and it was yeah. it was a it was a cook, great cookout. And that was uh, for me just really special to stand back and just see, like we were talking earlier, of when you're when you start something with one and then you just get to stand back and mm-hmm. just with such a grateful heart to yeah. see all of the amazing people that God has brought uh, with volunteers and, and with our parents and families. And like Matt keeps saying that the blessing that they are to us, mm-hmm. um, many times we get a thank you or an appreciation, but we truly mean that it's, it's such a joy for us yeah. to, to, to get to do this at a church yeah. Uh you know, to begin with, but, but all of the families that we get to meet, they are just amazing people, mm-hmm. um, that make our church better. And so mm-hmm. that was special for me just to, to stand back and just see all that and celebrate all that God's done in our ministry. And then, uh, we, every year we have the opportunity to baptize a lot of our, uh, kids and adults, which is always such a huge celebration because at Bethlehem Church, baptisms are are huge, huge anyway, yeah. and and we're doing that every few weeks. But two stand out to me this year: um, Dakota, one of our young men at, at Oconee, and Matt got to be a part of his baptism. Mm. He's he's twenty seven, and um, it's awesome just to witness uh, the power of their baptism. One, them saying, "Yes, I'm." I'm choosing to follow Jesus. I want everyone in my yeah. church to know this. I want my friends to know that this is my personal faith. Yeah. Um, and Dakota's baptism was was really powerful because there were four men that helped lift him mm. and and get him into the tub. And um, and Matt, you you can probably speak to that more. But just the power that everyone in the congregation just gets to watch. And then at our two eleven campus in the in the spring. Um, one of our young ladies, her name is Sophia. She's 12. And their team did an amazing job uh, with her baptism. She chose to stay in her wheelchair. Mm. And so I got to just watch that. And and the team at 211 just walked through her baptism with their congregation watching and 
it was so honoring to hear them talk about Sophia, her family, um, and to explain, you know, hey, Sophia's answer, when we ask her these questions, do you trust Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? You know, and, yeah. and we're expecting a yes. And they just, it was awesome because they said, you know, Sophia's yes looks different. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear her wow. make this loud noise yeah. into the microphone. And I just sat back and, and just was amazed to hear them walk people through and yeah. educate. Um, and hmm. it, it was, it was an awesome moment for me because like we've said, it, when we first started special needs, I was like, okay, you need to go ask Nan. That's kind of Nan's thing, but it's such, it's in the fabric and yeah. the culture of our church and the heartbeat of our church that the rest of our staff just jump in and own that and love that. And so, so cool. Sophia's baptism was, was really powerful because, uh, she has the joy of the Lord and she knows the Lord. And when she hears the name Jesus is visibly, you see it on her face mm -hmm. and the, the, she will be sitting quietly. And then just these excited, joyful sounds come out of her mouth. <laughs> so people just are locked into learning about this. And like Matt said, spiritually going, wow, I didn't know that the Lord worked in this way in someone's life. So those baptisms for our church, to me, what I've watched, you know, in 10 or 12 years is I think our um, kids and adults with special needs, what they teach everybody else when they step forward in faith and baptism is, is receiving the gift of salvation mm. because I that's that's what the Bible teaches us, but we still, in our humanness, think I've got to earn that. Mm -hmm. I've got to mm -hmm. get my life together. I've got to do these good works yeah. for the Lord. But, but our kids and adults, to me, they are the picture of I am just receiving yes. the gift, and that's that's what God asks us to do. You know, yeah. that's what Jesus taught, and uh, especially when you are in a wheelchair and, um. You, you know, your mobility is limited. Yeah. She, Sophia was just a picture of, I receive the gift and the joy of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And for, like I said, I think that's God uses our kids and adults to turn around and move in the hearts of people watching yeah. that. And Matt yeah. and I talk about this all the time <laughs> because we witness that all the time that, and that is why you need people in your church. Yes. Um, with, with all different ability levels because right. God turns around and uses them to work in the hearts of people. Yeah. And yeah. like, that's, that's it. And, and I always say like, so we, we offer this ministry, but this is, this is important to have in your church. Yeah. Like this yeah. is the way God intended. He, yeah. you need this in your church. You need people of, like I just, like we said, of all different uh, ability levels to be a part of the body of Christ. So those baptisms are yeah, huge for me. And that. and Matt has an exciting one coming up. We were just yeah. talking. I'll let you yeah. share yeah, about JB's that. Yeah, JB's getting baptized oh, yeah. here in two weeks yes. here at, at 316 campus. And he is just, I mean, he's been a Christ hauler his whole yeah. life. Is But the way he said it is like, I want to share with my family yeah. and friends. Like that's how he described it. He's like, I want to share everybody the good news of Jesus. And I want to share it yeah. um, with everybody. And I was telling Nan, and it reminded me of Dakota's baptism. Dakota probably had 30 
buddies that don't go to church regularly or don't come to Bethlehem wow. that came that day to support Dakota. So then they wow. got to see, right. I can go to church. So when Ann's just sitting there talking about how important it is for a church to do it, that's what drew me to Bethlehem is mm-hmm. I didn't realize until I got to meet the thousand families that we served at ESP, but probably 80 to 90% of families of kids and adults with disabilities don't go to church because they're afraid of the judgment right. that they're going to receive of right. my kids going to make a noise or they're going to act a certain way or medically they're too fragile. And if I go like, we're going to be a burden when we walk into yeah. a church, but that's why it's so important for us to find ways mm-hmm. to find people, resources that we can put together in our community and our body of Christ to be able to offer this ministry is so crucial and so important because not only again, are mom and dad getting to go into worship service, but then also their, their child or adult with a disability is also getting that opportunity. But then we're also providing that opportunity for our volunteers to serve. So it's, I mean, it's a win, win, win all the way around. And that's why it's so important. I mean, it was such a beautiful gift that I, that's how me and Emily ended up at Bethlehem was Dakota Sakura and his his family, Vicky. Wow. <laughs> she was nonstop invitation. Aww. And so who knew that I was gonna end <laughs> so up working cool. here one day? But like it was just right after my wife and I got married, we were trying to find a home church and she invited us. Yeah. Um, and then when I helped with Dakota's bachelor's, that was before I was even working on staff too. It was just I was someone that was going to the Oconee campus and Jeremy called me up and just said, Hey, can you come help train some of our guys to make sure we can help make sure Dakota gets baptized safely? And mm-hmm. again, just showing the church, um, a way that they can be involved and that they're a part of everything just like we are is just really, really cool. So So cool. Wow. Okay. So we got some exciting things coming up on the, on the (laughs) calendar that we, that we have to talk about. So super excited. Tell us about the, the exciting thing. I guess that's coming up soon. The, the, go ahead. It's exactly (laughs) one month away. So one month away today is the ninth today, right? January 9th today. And then so today. February 9th, Friday night. Yep. It's not the ninth, it's the tenth. Oh well, but <laughs> anyway, twenty-nine days in or thirty days away <laughs> from night to shine. Um, so it's it's the unforgettable prom night experience, right? That the Tim Tebow Foundation does all across the world. Nan, when she was training me about night to shine, because I never got to be a part mm. of it before, I didn't realize that 46 other countries in almost every state in the United States does this yeah. um prom night experience. Yeah. The Tim Tebow Foundation helps. And so Bethlehem Church, we just get to be a host site um to offer this opportunity, not only to our church um, comers that are involved in Bethlehem Buddies, but also just anybody in the community, in the community. Um, with a disability that. that's age 14 and older. And it's so important. That another night like this is important because think about in high school, do you think one of our buddies got asked to go to prom? Or was there a guy or a girl that was willing to to dance with them? Did they get to ride in a limo ride? Did they get to sing in front of the entire um, audience their favorite karaoke song? There's so many parts that they <laughs> right. didn't get to be a part of an right. experience. And it's a night where we get to not only honor, but celebrate them for them being the kings and queen uh, mm-hmm. of the night. Because not they, they're not getting the spotlight like we do sometimes when we were maybe on homecoming court or prom court right. or whatever it is right. back in the day. So this is a night where it's all about them. Um, it's just one night a year. I mean, one night a year, I think they deserve it. You know, it's Absolutely. like we got we to right. find a way to do this. And so <laughs> Night to Shine coming up here soon. And we have over 160 guests signed up. And it's about 600 members in the church coming together to put on the different experiences Mm -hmm. um, on the night. So we're really, really excited for it. Yeah. And this, we started in 2018. And Mm -hmm. so this is our seventh year hosting. And then the Tim Tebow Foundation has done it for 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's like their big 10-year anniversary celebration. Um, And so... Absolutely. I was telling Matt this, that it back in 2018, like it definitely was just served as a great catalyst, a springboard for our ministry to, to 
continue to grow and really to invite in our teenagers and adults to be a part of our church. And yeah. so that's really when I started, I feel like looking back, seeing momentum, mm. uh, you know, being gained and our uh, small groups being offered and, and to have a way to invite them back. And and so it is, it's it's awesome. Um, like Matt said, uh, we we love to host our guests, but a big part of it that I love is, is their family members stay. So parents and mm. caregivers, grandparents, aunts and uncles, we, we end up having a lot of, of family members come with their guests and we get to treat them to a dinner and yeah. raffle prizes. And many times they're surprised by that. They just said, you know, I really expected just to drop my guest off and kind of wait for them. But we roll out the red carpet for the parents and yes. caregivers too. Uh, because they, you know, they are so deserving of that. And it's also a way to let them know that if you don't have a church, you know, if you're not involved anywhere, we would love to have you back and try to give them a taste of um, just genuineness and love and that we we really do uh, want want to serve your family here. You are invited back anytime. And Mm so um, it is, it's, I I, I think staff would even say this is, Best Our favorite of <laughs> event of the year. Yeah. We after Christmas, we just all mm-hmm. uh, get mm-hmm. super excited, um, rolling in to to bring to for night to shine into into the new year. So yeah. we're excited, so excited. So anything else on the calendar for twenty twenty four? Yeah, beyond some, that, some of, some of the things we got on the board. So for all of you golf listeners out there, ah. we are actually hosting a Masters putt-putt tournament on the week of the Masters, Friday night here, April 12th um, this (laughs) year. So we got a company coming in that does like mobile putt-putt and it's adaptive so where all of them are going to be able to play and everything. So that's one thing that I'm for sure looking forward to. (laughs) And there's the possibility that we might go to a Braves game this summer. So Kyle Hale and I got together the other day and we're talking about taking some buddies' families to a Braves game this year too. Um, and so, I mean, those are two things on, yeah. in addition to Night to Shine, but I mean, we're, we never know again how God's going to move sure. and what, what opportunity he's going to provide, but we're going to seek it and we're going to, we're going to seek it and we're going to find it and we're going to do our best to serve these families for yeah. sure. Well, I can't and, wait. And, uh, definitely, I mean, if, as you're hearing around the church and on Sundays, um, with us making the move into the new building, right? um, that's super exciting. And Matt, I'll let you share, like, uh, we have done ministry and, and that's, it's not just specific to special needs. I mean, everyone is, is really strapped for space, yeah. but we've done yeah. ministry for a while in a really tight area and our families <laughs> are very patient with us <laughs> to, you know, that, that we, we could really use more space and, and at our campuses as well with our, yeah. with our buddy spaces. And so, uh, that is super exciting that we have coming up this year that Matt, I'll let you give a glimpse of what that will look like. Yeah. So my, my first week on staff, I got to sit down with Nan and Brad and go over the plans of what what's going to be offered, what kind of space we're going to have available. And I'm just so excited, not only for 316, but Oconian 211, even with their expansion. Um, we're we're going to have a lot more accessible space, not only to begin with, but yeah. just the equipment and the technology and the things that we'll be able to offer in our programming for our buddies moving forward. Um, I think that we can elevate um, their current experience of what they're receiving. If they're not going to inclusion, uh, we can elevate. If they're choosing to stay back in the buddies' rooms or the more sensory-friendly mm-hmm. rooms, um, I think just like having a stage for them to lead worship, like our adults, some of our adults will go to the South venue here at 316 sometimes, yeah, but yeah. now imagine them leading a room of worship themselves, like same way we do on Sunday night small groups. Like if they had so a stage cool. where they get to lead worship in their own way, 
Um, but then them also modeling that to some of the other buddies that are staying back is what's really cool because mm. they're looking up to someone that looks like them, that talks like them, that mm-hmm. um, yes. experiences God the same way they do leading worship too. So, so um, cool. just all that space, all that programming, all that technology, all that adaptive equipment that we'll be able to add across all three new campuses is just going to enhance their experience where they might get to know Jesus even better. Mm. So it's it's really, really cool. It's incredible. I can't wait. So what can we do? Like what, what if our listeners uh, want to jump in, get involved? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, an, I'm ready to go. Like you've inspired <laughs> me and I'm like, let's do this. So what, uh, what can people do and how can they help? I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with Dream Team. That is our biggest need. If if yeah. you are retired, or if you are a part-time worker and you are ever free on a Tuesday and Thursday yeah. from 11 to 2 o'clock, that's when we're looking for some volunteers. Very cool. Um, and it's, we usually meet about at least 36 out of the 52 weeks a year. So in order yeah. to put on this ministry, and like Nan said earlier, we grew from 20 to 45 very quickly, just like that. Yes. Um, so we, I mean, we have like a seven to eight to one ratio right now of every seven buddies, I have one volunteer. But wow. I mean, the goal and obviously in a dream world to be two to one or one to one even. So yeah. anybody that's free on those days, yeah. obviously we appreciate. But like Nan said, Sundays were also growing. I mean, Sunday ministries are 1115 service. Um, specifically at 316, but 211 and Oconee are growing recently as well. Mm -hmm. So we would love any of our listeners, uh, anybody that comes to Bethlehem Church to hop in. If you're still looking for that area to serve on Sunday, attend one, serve one. Buddies is a great open step. You don't have to have any experience working with this population. We'll train you just, just again, an open heart. It's willing to go into the unknown and not sure if this is where you are. Let's say if it doesn't work out, it's no big deal to us, but we would like you to at least try um, Bethlehem Buddies and see if it's a great fit for you because Every single Sunday, we would love to have more people helping because we do it across all the services. Mm-hmm. So it'd be great to have some help on both Sundays and Thursdays. Those are our biggest needs. And then as we talk about Night to Shine, as we talk about Buddies Night Out with this Masters Golf Tournament, we're yeah. always going to have these opportunities to sign up for these one-off events too. So it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a routinely thing. If you have a really busy schedule, no big deal. You can't do Tuesdays and Thursdays. You can't do Sundays. Just hop in those random Friday night events that we'll do once a month as yeah, well because there's great. so many ways that you could get plugged right. in and just try to serve in this ministry. So Can we find those on the website? Yeah, so you can you can do it on the website. You can just email me to matt.waring, W-A-R-I-N-G at BethlehemChurch.us. Super yeah. easy way to get plugged in. Come come to the buddy's desk on a Sunday. Yeah. You don't, If you're not a technology person, no big deal. Just come up. And we'll, we'll find a way to help you, whether it's on the website, whether it's coming to the buddy's desk, whether it's an email, you can call us at yeah. the office and we can get you um, plugged in with me over the phone as well. I mean, there's so many ways that it's just so easy to just reach out and we're going to help you awesome. get the next and step. We'll so. include Matt's uh, email in the show notes as well. So so our listeners will yeah. have that. So available. Matt, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say the what's great, unique about our ministry is we have babies through age 60. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really unique. Um, And so that's why any age volunteer, it's a perfect fit because we then end up pairing you up with often with someone that, that could be in your similar stage of life. And so we've seen that, that, that is a great spot for a wide range Mm -hmm. of volunteers. Mm -hmm. Um, And because we, that's, that's who we serve on a Sunday and, and through dream team. So it is, it's a great, a great spot to volunteer. Love it. So cool. So Matt, part of this was to just to expose the ministry of of what's going on here. Yeah. Um, It's great stuff. But we also wanted our, our church family and our listeners to know who this one, if one of the newest, if not the newest guy on our staff is, um, want them to know Matt Waring. So you mentioned your wife, what's her name again? Yes. Emily Waring. Emily. You guys have been married how long? 
We coming up on two years on March nineteenth. Right. So two years of March nineteenth. Wow. Any year, kids? So. No kids yet. Good try, yeah. Kevin. Good try. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm just asking. So here, here we're gonna do rapid fire questions real quick. You haven't seen these, okay. so you have no idea. You ready? Fire. Here we go. This, these are things that everybody needs to know about Matt. All right. Ryan. Texting or talking? Calling. I'd rather call on the phone and talk on the Favorite phone. Favorite day of the week? Ooh, probably Sunday. Favorite city in the U.S. beside the one you live in? Favorite city in the U.S. Ooh, probably any beach in Florida. It doesn't even matter. Nice. <laughs> Nickname your parents used to call you? <laughs> Maddie Boo. <laughs> Unfortunately. That's what we needed to know. Would you rather be able to speak every language in the world or be able to talk to animals? Speak every language. Favorite holiday? Christmas. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? Anywhere between 5 to 15 minutes. Scale of 1 to 10, how good of a driver are you? 9. Fill in the blank. Taylor Swift is? Lame. <laughs> Invis Overrated. In invisibility or super strength? Ooh, probably super strength. Is it wrong for a vegetarian to eat animal crackers? No. <laughs> okay, that's everything we need to know about that's Matt nice. Larry. Uh, so th those nice. are a surprise to me too, Matt. Nice. Those are awesome. That's great. Thank you guys so, so much for this, for this time. I, I love hearing it. I, I, it never, I never get tired of hearing about Bethlehem Buddies and the ministry and the heart that you guys have uh, to serve our people well. So thank you both for what you do and thank you for your time here on the podcast. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And if you're listening and you want to get involved, uh, email matt.waring at, at bethlehemchurch.us. And as always, uh, if you have any questions, uh, you have comments, uh, we love hearing from our listeners. So email us at beyondsunday at bethlehemchurch.us. And as always, thank you for listening. We love you guys. Thank you for listening, sharing, subscribing. Uh, we appreciate you. And we will see you next time on Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem.